0: Welcome to the Modern MBA podcast with Marie Kerwin and Kristen Rossi. Our mission is to help MBAs coming from, going into or merely considering more unorthodox career paths. We're a community to find inspiration and share stories. On today's episode of the Modern MBA podcast, we speak to Jenny Chance about her marketing career in professional services and her experiences as an executive MBA student.
1: Oh, hi, my name's Jenny Charles. Um I am an exec MBA graduate from Warwick Business School in the UK. Um, I live in Sussex, in the south east of England, with my husband and my three children. Um, and I work in marketing communications at PwC. Okay, so you spent the majority of your career in the marketing and
0: communication space. So, can yes. you talk us through your career story, kind of up until your MBA?
1: Sure. So I think I knew that I wanted to work in marketing, probably from quite a young age, but obviously had no clue when I was a kid that marketing was a discipline, if even it was back then in the 80s. Um, <laughs> I, I, did a degree at, um, I did my undergraduate degree at Bristol, I did French and Spanish, um, and realised that I didn't want to follow the traditional career path for language graduates of being either a teacher or an interpreter. Um, I loved travelling. I knew I wanted to work internationally, not least to use my languages. Um, and I love reading and writing; they're my big passions in life um and so I think I went to a career service who suggested looking into marketing roles um I did the usual milk round applied to lots of different companies and did a graduate training scheme at a company called Delarue, which makes banknotes, travellers' checks, passports um which was which was great it was I did a couple of years in lots of different roles, but really ultimately knew I wanted to work in marketing, so I left there and joined a startup in a marketing communications role. That was a real baptism of fire. Um the entrepreneur slash founder who set it up um was very volatile, he would buy businesses, we would do the marketing for them and then within short order he would close them down. So um, I decided that I needed some stability after being there for about 18 months. Felt like I learned a lot, but, um, knew that I needed some stability in my life. Mm. And my brother was working at PwC and saw my job, my then job advertised. Um, so I was an employee referral and, uh, I intended to be there a couple of years, work in professional services for a couple of years and then move on. And I can't believe it, but I've just hit my 19 year anniversary, um, but as i say to everybody i have done nine different marketing jobs in that time and worked in many different offices and also had three children so i think i've got quite a lot to show for my 19 years i work now in the global entrepreneurial and private business team um and i've really changed my role based on the interest that i developed during my mba so i've really used my mba to uncover what I was interested in in the business world so I kind of see that as a, a success really
0: yeah that's really interesting actually and um, I'll come back to it because I think we're going to talk about the um the entrepreneurial specialism later mm-hmm. um, but yeah it must have been it must have been quite a contrast I'm thinking quite a nice contrast um in in your situation going from kind of startup to um to like a really big kind of global professional services organization
1: yeah uh, I mean what i always say to people and i know we'll come on to this later is that what is very different about the about pdbc is that it's a partnership and i think the biggest difference for me between the startup and the partnership was that in a partnership all partners have equal say so at the startup the fact what the founder says goes if he wants to shut a business he shuts it within a partnership it's much more collaborative. The partners all have an equal say, obviously they're all equal shareholders, which has an advantage in that you work with lots of different smart people. The disadvantage being nobody has one overall say. So from a marketing campaign perspective, that can be quite challenging. Mm. Um, But it is a really interesting place to work. And um, I've worked with some really smart people, really interesting people over the time. Um, So I think that's why I'm still there really. And can you tell
0: us more about what led you to make the decision to do an MBA? And My brother had done an
1: MBA at Harvard and one of my colleagues had done a, an MBA at City University and they both were like well why don't you think about doing an MBA, you said that you love learning, you want to experience different things and so I went into it very clear about my objectives for doing the MBA. I was also self-funding, um, fortunately I got a scholarship so that took some 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 of the sting out of it but I I knew clearly what I wanted to do the MBA for and why I was doing it Um, and and, and that kept me quite true all the way through. I knew I wanted to meet different people um, from different backgrounds and really see if the grass was greener. Um, I wanted to understand if I still wanted to work in marketing communications after all this time or whether I'd missed the boat on being an economist or an accountant or an innovator Um, and then finally I wanted to learn about other business disciplines um so I think I'd done my marketing communications postgraduate diploma at the Chartered Institute of Marketing a few years before but I felt that like there was more that I could be learning um and so they were the three criteria that I went into my MBA with
0: yeah I think it's really it's really powerful to go into it like having those those intentions and those priorities set out from the beginning and again especially when you're doing an exec program and you've got to kind of manage it on top of you know your day job as well
1: yeah and children (laughs) exactly and how old were your kids when when you were doing it um so my youngest was at nursery so she was four um the, the reason I was able to do it is talking about the exec MBA at Warwick is that it was Fridays and Saturdays um, every other week. Um, so we had eight modules, core modules, and then four electives. Um, and I don't work Fridays. I haven't worked Fridays since my twins were born, when you know, 13 years ago. Um, mm. So the government also um, increased the childcare contribution. So I was able to put Lucy into nursery, effectively with the government paying for it. And I used to then go up to London to the Shard and do my MBA and then come back and pick her up after nursery. So I think I missed out on some sort of the socializing. But um, I think I squeezed every other drop out of what I could get from my MBA.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, I'm always in awe of, I mean, we feel like the full-time program is busy. And then I hear Mm -hmm. about people who are balancing it with work and with families as well. And yeah, I'm, I'm just really in awe of it.
1: Um, And I do say to people, so it was honestly the best experience ever doing my MBA. I'm so evangelical about it. And I act to, you know, a few times I've spoken to people considering doing an MBA. And I say, it's honestly the best thing I've ever done. I kind of miss it now. I graduated in January 2020. And I miss it now. I miss the discipline. I miss the people. Um. But I also say, if you've got children, you've got to really want to do it mm-hmm. because it's a massive time commitment. Um, but you'll get so much out of it afterwards. You said, like, what a positive experience that you had
0: with the um with the program. Like, what were some of your what were some of your highlights from the course?
1: So, as I said, I wanted to go into to it to to learn about different disciplines, and obviously, we had to do twelve modules. Um, I really enjoyed the elective modules. Um, I did change management entrepreneurship, um, and then a couple of other modules, but those two I found really interesting. Um, At the same time, the job that I had kind of gone into after this restructure and after I'd started my MBA, um, I am the relationship manager for an organization called Slush, which which basically hosts a huge event for startups and entrepreneurs in Helsinki in November, December every year. Um, And so through my work, I was already being exposed to a lot of different founders and different entrepreneurs and startups and what they were doing. I built built a community of people who work with startups within PDBC. And so doing the entrepreneurship module was just the highlight for me. Um, um, It was really well structured. I really enjoyed the course. And during it, I'd. I kind of met lots of people at BWC who had been entrepreneurs and then had given it up and left PwC and had joined BWC, which to me was a really alien concept. So I was like, why would you leave a startup and being a founder for the not the bureaucracy, but the you know the rules and regulations that come with working at a big corporate? Mm. And during the entrepreneurship module, um, I spoke to the course leader about it, Denise, mm. and she took me on as her dissertation she was my dissertation tutor so I did my dissertation on this concept of being an entrepreneur giving it up and then going into a corporate environment so I got to interview lots of very interesting people and I think I've got a much better take on it now I don't want to be an entrepreneur myself I have to say but it was really fascinating interviewing lots of different entrepreneurs.
0: Um, what about
1: the parts
0: of the MBA that you found
1: kind of like the most useful um, in your career? So this, actually, I think part of it was a realisation from my manager and the partner I work for, um, who said that what she'd observed was the strategic thinking. So, and I think other people on your podcast have commented on this, this different way of thinking, different way of challenging ideas but also being receptive to other people's ideas. Um, One of the things I really enjoyed was the group working. I know people always grown and there's always somebody in a group who doesn't pull their weight but I really enjoyed the group working um, and I got a lot out of hearing from other people's ideas Um, and that kind of strategic pulling together in a group I got a lot out of. I'm an extrovert and so I get my energy from other people and so what my, you know, people have commented on is that big picture thinking, thinking about how we can look at this problem in lots of different ways. Um, and and also taking on board other people's ideas. Um, the other thing that I've really noticed was that I really gained confidence. I think again, from the group, you know, scenario of having to present in front of, you know, 50 other people. Presenting doesn't really have any fear for me anymore. I like doing it. Um, which is something I w- couldn't have said before the MBA. Um, I was doing a chief of staff role um, prior to doing my MBA. And so I used to write a lot of presentations for the partner I worked for. But I would, you know, I'd hate to have been the person giving the presentations where, it, you know, that was just one of the practical skills that I really learned during mm-hmm. my MBA.
0: The entrepreneurial interest that you developed during the MBA and your actual role, how did you kind of get to a point where they they did converge?
1: So, as I said, um, when I took on this role, one of the responsibilities was taking over the global partnership management of that we have with um, Slush, who are based in Helsinki. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're a really interesting organization to work with. Um, they are very different to PDBC. They, I'm, you know, I've been managing the partnership for four years, and I'm on my third CEO and third partnership manager. Um, mm-hmm. Because... In Helsinki, they see it as a bit of a tour of duty. People go in, they volunteer as students, the whole of Slush is kind of manned by students, um, and they then move into kind of management roles. So they're very, it's like dealing with Quicksilver because they're forever changing, they're very entrepreneurial, they can turn things around very quickly. Um, you know, and for us, it takes you know, several months to get a contract agreed. It has to go to our risk and compliance procedure, whereas I send it to them and they're like, yeah, fine, fine. Mm. Um, So, you know, and then I manage a big team of people who prior to COVID, we were, we were taking 250 of our um, clients and PDBC people to Helsinki for a three-day event. Um, mm. We had a huge booth. We had dinners. We had different programs for startups for our next gens and for our corporate clients, you know, and it took months of planning. Mm. Um, last year we we converted into a virtual online event, which we we had amazing attendance from like 72 different countries, but, you know, with some great speakers, so from Zoom, um, for example, but, you know, it was as much work, but much less fun than going to to flush. Um, and so that, kind of manage that relationship management and that I love organizing events. so uh, That was a real highlight of my job and mm. really it's a social, it was really a, a social enterprise, really slash it's a not-for-profit Um, and I love its ethos. So, I mean, it, so that was a big part of my role. And then, so basically what I've done is built up a network of people within PDBC who work with startups and scale-ups. Mm. And now we have, you know, monthly calls, um, and I manage our small business solutions websites. We're forever writing content, which is targeted at startups. I also did a product marketing role where we were marketing a cash flow product to startups. So over the time, because PwC is an organisation where you, you get a lot of autonomy, a lot of control over what you do, and also, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate to work for really good supportive partner and team leader who. Accepted that that that's my interest and said yeah absolutely go for it you know follow what you're interested in and let's make it work for for you and for us. So to talk about
0: marketing um, a bit more generally then, um, it's always been a popular career option for MBA graduates. Um, How do you think the sector sort of changed over the past few years? So
1: I think we're always seen as kind of the support service, um, Mm. the kind of you know that same reputation that marketing has as always being a bit fluffy and. Mm I think that's really changed over the time that I've been there um, to the extent that we're now recognized as, you know, bringing real value to the business. Um, and I, I think that's really been a, a mindset shift in society maybe over the time that uh, marketing has just increased as, you know, importance and, and recognition. I mean, in professional services, you could only do, I think, mean, I think advertising only was only allowed in professional services in the 70s. So really, some of the partners that I probably started working with hadn't hadn't even ha- didn't really understand the concept of marketing. I mean, we used to have, you know, the way into marketing used to be as a PA who organized parties for the partner. And so I guess that was a bit what was the kind of stereotype around a marketeer. So sort of the concept of studying marketing. You know, was quite alien then, and I think that's
0: really, really changed. What would your What would your advice for MBAs who are kind of thinking about a, a kind
1: of post MBA career in marketing be? There are some hard yards that need to be done to to kind of understand marketing and how marketing works. And so, you know, people have asked about doing a sideways move into marketing, and I think there are loads of different ways you could do it. I mean, you know, I've got. I mentor somebody who's started up their own yoga business. So mm. she's doing marketing for her yoga business. And, you know, I said, when you go to interviews, talk about the fact that you're marketing your own business. Mm. Um, I think it's, it's difficult as an MBA because you think, I've done all this study and I've spent all this money and I should be able to get a decent job in marketing, whereas just having the qualification, I think, probably wouldn't
0: cut it. I don't think this is necessarily just a marketing thing I think it goes for a lot of um a lot of disciplines as well that people I think you've hit the nail on the head with you know I spent all this money I should mm-hmm. be able to go and get like a really amazing job and I think the hard mm-hmm. reality is if you are career switching then you know sometimes you do have to like take a step back or maybe go sort of sideways or yeah I yeah. I, don't, I think especially on the full-time MBA, I'm not sure that kind of gets talked
1: about enough. I would say that you can't just expect to go in as a head of marketing because you've got an MBA with a marketing specialism. Um, I think with, like, for many jobs, you, you do need to do the hard yards of understanding what marketing is and how it's done in your business, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Um, a lot of people ask me about moving into consultancy Mm-hmm. Um, so doing a sideways move from maybe they work in IT and they want to move into consultancy. And I think that's a much easier move. We when we have people who come who've come in from industry, um, we're always really interested to hear, you know, what they've done, why they've moved. Um, and I think clients really value that, that um, being able to talk. Um, for example, we're about to do an event on cybersecurity. Mm-hmm. Um And um, one of the speakers is a partner in the U.S. who is an ex-FBI bureau chief.
0: Oh, wow. So, I mean,
1: he's got some amazing stories. So, for example, he moved from the FBI into consultancy. Um, But tell us about your career and your development plans for the future. So I was reflecting on this um, when I saw the question and so like I said I graduated in January 2020. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I was one of the last people to actually have a graduation ceremony which was amazing at Warwick Mm -hmm. um, with some of my cohort Um, and then obviously the pandemic hit Mm -hmm. and any plans I had for job hunting or reviewing what I was doing kind of went out of the window because I had to juggle working with homeschooling which was a nightmare. So it really was the past 18 months have been about coping and I have been really lucky that I stayed put because PDBC has been brilliant both the partner I've worked for, the team leader, very understanding um, and, and it's been a, you know, a great place to work I have, I have to say. Um, but obviously I have had the same kind of soul searching, what am I doing? Um, life has changed so dramatically. Do I want to continue in what I'm doing? Um, and I think what I've reflected on is actually, I've, um, I, on my, I don't work Fridays, you know, I've finished my MBA. Um, I've been looking into, um, as I said, the MA in creative writing. I've done a few online writing courses um, and like, millions of people I feel like I've got that itch about uh, I've got a novel in me and my husband's always telling me just to crack on and write it Mm. so I think what I'm interested in actually is in more of a portfolio career um Mm. the on Fridays I advise a startup on their marketing so I'm kind of already dabbling in the consultancy world and I did some consultancy a few years ago um for an owner-managed business um and I get quite a lot out of that um, the other thing is I'd like to do more with it. We have a social entrepreneurs club at PwC where um, I've done a few workshops for them on storytelling and then subsequently a colleague and I have done some advisory work for one of the social entrepreneurs who runs a coffee business. Um, so for me, I, I'm, I think I'm still searching for my purpose and how I can use my MBA better. And I think that's probably going to be in a portfolio kind of career. Um We have membership of women on board, so I've been looking at some of the opportunities that they've got, either for charity or social enterprise, Um, but it's finding something I feel passionate about, Um, and that could, because um, we've been very fortunate in OPDBC in July and August that um, we have summer working hours, they've just brought that in for the first time this year, um, to, you know, reward us for hard work, but also to give people some downtime to almost recover from what we've been through and so it's really interesting hearing everybody's stories about what they've been doing um so I'm kind of getting used to finishing a bit early I finish it early I finish at lunchtime on a Thursday So I'm like oh could I keep this going could I start writing that novel could I do more with social entrepreneurs um I think I've still got you know time left at BDBC because I you know I think I'm a bit institutionalized (laughs) um And you get used to, you know, I've got a really great team and we were, there's 16 of us and we were commenting today that actually I think we work better as a team because we've come together over the lockdown period. We're we're based all over the world and I think everybody being virtual has really brought us together rather than half of us being in London and the rest being in different offices. So um, I do value the smart people I work with the flexibility, the working from home, the good pay mm-hmm. um, and the culture at PDBC. So I think, I think I'm probably going to be veered towards a portfolio career where I do work at PDVC but do other things as well. Mm-hmm.
0: That's all for today's Modern MBA podcast. I'm Kristen. And I'm Marie. If you like this episode, remember to hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts. And you can get access to articles and more great content by visiting our website, themodernmba.co.uk, or you can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Until next time, bye! Bye!